What is up, Crip Nation? Today is Saturday, August 24th, 2019. Broadcasting from San Diego, it is a beautiful day. It's Bryson Pizza Mind here, as always, ready to bring that heat. And this is the fourth episode of The Weekly Fire, and today's episode happens to be brought to you by BRD. It's simply the easiest digital currency wallet to use. Uh, what else, right? BRD can store your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, any of your tokens. It's delightful. And if you haven't downloaded yet, what the heck are you waiting for, right? You are depriving yourself of the chance to win one whole Bitcoin. That's right. They're doing a giveaway uh, if you haven't heard yet. And if you uh, have already downloaded, why haven't you told your friends about it? Don't be a bad friend. Don't be a bad brother. Don't be a bad sister or whatever you are. Spread the love. Spread the word about Bitcoin. On September 1st, the winner of BRD's One Bitcoin Giveaway gets announced in the app to one lucky BRD wallet user. So remember, go download BRD, generate your wallet. It's going to take you one minute, tops. Uh, You're going to get prompted by a pop-up for a golden ticket giveaway and entered for a chance to win one Bitcoin. I don't know. You might have your life changed forever. With that said, let's spark up the weekly fire. So let's kick things off. Uh, in a classic fashion with the market weather report. Uh, so Bitcoin caught a substantial bid uh, this morning around the 100-day moving average, which is a really good sign of strength uh, for the long-term trend. But we are still consolidating between some key levels. Uh, but what we're seeing, I think, is a pretty good sign. There's lots of price negotiation uh, with really high volume getting traded around these levels. So that's a good sign. And you know what? This phase of the market we would call is reaccumulation. So the first accumulation was happening between 3K and 4K. Um, and market makers essentially controlled a lot of the supply around those levels, absorbed a lot of selling pressure, and they could mark the price up. Uh, so we saw a big, big, big price spike uh, from basically between April and June, the end of June, price was just parabolic. Um, and there was a little blow off top. And so now we're just reaccumulating uh, kind of between 9 and 11K. Uh, I'm personally still awaiting a sharp bounce off of the mid 8K level. Um, and if we don't make it down to the 8K level, uh, we're probably just going to see a little bit longer of a time correction before we take out the 14K highs and gun for 20K. So a a time correction uh, is just the market cooling off after a strong advance uh, where the people who control the supply of that market can reestablish a position, um, more or less uh, rebalance their portfolios. And yeah, so that's kind of what I'm seeing in the market. Uh, I'm not seeing a big move down anytime soon or a big move up. We are just cooling off. So don't be impatient is the number one word of advice here today in this market. This is, uh, this is a range, and you typically don't want to be trading the ranges. Um, you kind of just want to hold your positions. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what I'm seeing in the market report today. Very nice. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. My pleasure. Moving on to smoke and mirrors. We're going to be discussing what will be in the top five market caps hmm. in five years from today. Quite the proposition. Quite yes. Okay. Well, so we, if we look back historically to, let's say, five years ago and what coins were even around then, I mean, you're going to see drastic, a huge drastic difference. Yeah. I'm pretty Stuff sh- like doesn't, the, even, doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, the, exactly. Like the top five, five years ago. Literally doesn't exist now. It was like yeah. what name coin and like 
<laughs> there's a few. There's Peter a few that hung on. I mean, there's a few that in the top five that hung on. Like Ripple was around. Ethereum was around. Ethereum was not around. No, you're right. Ethereum wasn't even around. Yet. Litecoin was. Yeah, Litecoin was around. So this was even pre-Ethereum. So my how things change. Okay. Well, for I think that my take, I, I definitely still think Bitcoin BTC will be up there. Um, you know, this is probably going to be a hot take slash controversial take, but I think Tether is still going to be up there. Um, I think Tether provides so much liquidity and trading advantages to the ecosystem, which we'll actually talk about a little bit later, a little dive a little bit more into Tether. Um, and like we talked about in Today in Crypto earlier this week, um, you know, Tether is now launching a Chinese yuan uh, pair or, I mean, an asset that is going to be tethered to the yuan. Um, they're going to roll out a bunch of different currencies. They're issuing them on several different chains. So I think uh, Tethers are going to be up there. And, you know, I'm still a big believer in the Ethereum ecosystem. So I think Ethereum is going to stick around, uh, barring any, hmm, how do I say, barring any catastrophes that might happen in the rebuilding of their protocol from uh, proof of work to proof of stake. Um, you know, I'm going to take, so that's three, I'm going to take Binance Coin. Um, you know, we, we Binance Coin is doing the, the Venus... What is it called? The Venus Association? The Venus Project. The Venus Project, which is very similar to the Facebook Libra Project. Um, Binance Coin, obviously, uh, Binance is the largest exchange, the most liquid. They've got the best technology. Um, and this is kind of a pseudo-security coin uh, where they essentially um, burn the tokens, which reduces the supply over time. And the reason why they do this, it's kind of like a share buyback. So in order to um, in order to really incentivize or to drive up prior higher prices, they they reduce the supply, um, and the the way that they reduce the supply is by um, a direct proportion to how much money uh, they're generating in their exchange, and they generate billions and billions of dollars a year. Um, so I think Binance Coin is going to be a big one. Um, and I'm going to also take Libra. Um, and Libra hasn't even been issued yet. It hasn't even, it's just been proposed. But I think five years down the line, that will probably be, uh, it'll probably be a top five coin. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? Those are all really strong picks. It's hard to argue that you're going to be wrong on any of them, especially Binance. I mean, they're just keep, they keep coming up with new ways to give their coin utility and value. Yeah. It's so they're just so, clever folk. They are. I mean, I, I still can't modify my answer, though. So you <laughs> might call me Dr. Doom 2 after uh -oh, this. Oh, no. The top five is going to be dominated by new tokens that don't even exist yet. Whoa. I think... Not even Bitcoin? Maybe. Whoa. I think Bitcoin's a maybe. And just because I see very large things that already have a ton of value that are very centralized taking over this tokenized technology... And using it to their advantage. Okay, things tell, like, tell me more. Things like hedge funds and Fortune 100 stocks that are already worth trillions of dollars. Oh, well, that's cheating. <laughs> I mean, it, it's still it's still there though. So I, I see Bitcoin having a chance to remain in the top five, but number one is not at all a guarantee. So, you, so you're kind of envisioning a future, which I do agree with. Actually, you know, we're tokenized securities. 
um, with, you know, real uh, value producing over time, right? Yes. Like, a, you know, they actually spin off cash. Yeah. Um, that those tokenized securities are going to have higher market caps than any of the cryptocurrencies. Absolutely. And potentially the platforms that facilitate this stuff like Polymath. Yeah, absolutely. So interesting. Should be very, very interesting to see what the top five looks like. What Will traditional decentralized cryptocurrencies even make it into the top five or... Will they all be even kicked out of the top hundred? Hmm. I'm trying to think of if the, in the top five currently, which one wouldn't be there in the future? A so, Bitcoin Cash for sure. Oh yeah, is it's it is, gone. is it still in the top five? There's no way. Oh my god. Let me check one sec. Uh, yeah, Bitcoin Cash is number four. Okay, so yeah, Bitcoin Cash is probably gonna drop off the top one hundred yeah, at some is gonna point. Take their spot for sure. Hundred percent. All right. Well, cool. Um, let's move on to hot or not. So, so Pete, what has been the hot coin this week? So the hottest coin this week that is not a direct scam, like we don't count those. Yeah, we, we, so actually, yeah, we should get into the criteria for how we decipher yeah. what even gets listed in the hot or not. Yeah. So what we do is we go to a website called chasing-coins.com and we just look at the last seven day movements and we kind of look through what's up there. And if there's some things that we know for sure. There are total scams like ABBC coin, for example, that loves to pump and then dump at massive levels. Like we're just going to exclude that stuff. So we, 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 we filter out the wrong type of information or hype up things that people shouldn't be involved in. Yeah. We filter out some of the coins with our own discretion. Yeah. Um, that and, said, we're not doing full due diligence on everything. So like, don't go jumping into anything that we mentioned in, in this segment either. Right. And, and the other, the last thing I was going to say is we filter out coins that are, you know, they made have might've moved, you know, 200%, but they moved on maybe only $2,000 worth of volume, which, right. which just doesn't make sense. So we try and look for things that actually have liquid markets and a liquid market market in crypto obviously isn't you know it's relatively liquid right yeah. um but you know a million dollars of volume at least um kind of gets you in something here. like that yeah something yeah. around there so up 101 percent coincidentally enough okay is atlas protocol on the tease of a new exchange listing Do, which exchange they didn't say it's just they, a tease just a tease yeah Fuck. so Damn. after that you have Wixler, which is up 74% after teasing some products like earbuds and power banks. This is a really weird project that seems to be doing literally everything it can think of all at once, including launching their own TV network. So very big dreams in this camp because nothing is actually <laughs> live or built yet. We'll see uh, what happens with that. So, so this, there's this project called Wixler. Yeah. And they're trying to launch a TV network? Like literally everything you can think of from hardware products to... Smart contracts to exchanges to their own twenty four seven. It's just like let's TV throw network. all the spaghetti at the wall and just see what sticks. It's, it seems like <laughs> it. it seems like it. Something will have to stick if if, if it, it ever if gets it, done. If any, if it ever gets done. And then lastly, uh, Hypercash up thirty eight percent on the release of some mainnet updates and a new partnership announcement. All right, cool. So pretty legit. Tell us what's not going well this week. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So down 48% this week is a coin called Egricia. Ouch. Um, don't know anything about them. <laughs> Do you? Nope. 
Uh, Algorand. Everybody actually uh, knows Algorand. They just got listed on Coinbase last week. So kind of how we mentioned, uh, you know, Algorand was hot last week, and now it's down 19% this week. Ouch. Um, so it's kind of a trend in the crypto community or the crypto space that once a, it's like buy the rumor, sell the news. It's a common saying in markets where, um, you know, people knew that it was going to get listed on Coinbase. So the price starts to move up because everybody's expecting, you know, oh, there's a whole new market, a bunch of new buyers and all that stuff. Price moves up, it gets listed and immediately uh, starts to starts to dump. Uh, so that's kind of unfortunate for Algorand holders. Um, and also uh, Ren, uh, Rencoin is down 15%. Ouch. Ren's a pretty cool project, actually. It's um, trying to connect... Um, all sorts of different liquidity pools. It's called Republic Protocol. You guys should definitely check out Ren. I'm actually a big fan of it um, personally. So uh, yeah, so it just goes to show, again, this is a highly volatile market um, where this week's biggest winner, <laughs> next week's biggest loser. So it's always important to take profits when the markets allow it. And you know, it's cliche, buy the rumors, sell the news, but you've got to be ahead of the crowd. So definitely. if somebody's Say if, if, if everybody's buying something, that's the time that you should be getting out. Exactly. So speaking of uh, getting out and buying stuff, there was once upon a time where Bitcoin traders did not have a stable coin to offload to during down markets. That is exactly right. So I mean, just imagine there's no tether pairing for BTC. So if BTC is going down, you have to find some way to get out of it. Right. So, so yeah, so in this segment, uh, Scorched Earth, we're going to talk a little bit about life before Tether. Tell us. What um, was it like? So trading Bitcoin before Tether existed. So the function of Tether is really just uh, in order to hedge your position, right? Um, if you're holding Bitcoin and the market starts to go down, um, you want to get out of that and protect yourself and go into Tether. It's just a really easy way to get into an asset that holds a um, holds a dollar value, um, so you know back in the day before that you would have to actually sell for cash, um, and it's obviously a very uh, slow system. I mean, we've still been waiting on a bank wire for four freaking days. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, um, and and all the regulations that go around uh, actually holding the dollar. It's just it makes it for a very tedious uh, trading environment. And then beyond that, you would also get, um, if you wanted to hedge, you would have to park money into altcoins. Um, and as we all know, these altcoins are very illiquid and you know they're even more volatile than Bitcoin. So there was just not really a good solution. Um, and so Tether, which was invented by Brock Pierce, actually, and Reeve Collins, um, they came up with this idea and uh, yeah, trading before tether was was actually a nightmare wow, was, thanks brock <laughs> yeah now beyond tether there's what true usd there's die there's um, usdc usdc thank you so yeah there's lots of different ways to um to make a stable coin but most of these things are just uh asset backed so you got one dollar in the bank you'll issue one tether um or one tusd oh there's the gemini coin as well that's right GUSD and Paxos um, and Paxos. Everyone's um, trying to get in on the stablecoin game. Yeah, absolutely. Crusaders, this is one more important reminder. Download the BRD digital currency wallet from your app store in order for your chance to win that one coveted Bitcoin. BRD is not just a wallet. 
It has built an exchange for several other currencies. You can buy BTC, you could buy ETH, DAI with credit card, bank account, debit card. Uh, these are features that are very, very hard to find. And moreover, you control your private keys. It is non-custodial. And this is a key distinction that Peace of Mind and I are always preaching about. Um, you know, it's, it's something that's very important to us. We want you to control your money. Let's move into fire tweets. Yes, yeah, so many good tweets this week. I love, this is my favorite segment. So my choice is from Kim.com, quite a controversial figure in his own right. Yes, this is the guy the, he, who, what did he do again? He like created he, he created Mega Upload. Mega Upload, thank which you. Which was one of the premier file storage locations for free for the longest time. And he was accused of facilitating all kinds of piracy. Like basically he was Ross Ulbricht before uh, Silk Road. Right. And, you know, the governments came after him and he managed to escape and all that stuff. So who knows where he's at now? I think he's in New Zealand. Well, don't give it away. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jesus. Okay, anyway, so he had something interesting to say today. He said, Google is the best example of tech entrepreneurs becoming so rich and powerful that they no longer run a business, but an experiment of world domination. Larry and Sergey can now pick our leaders to shape the world the way they want it to be. What happened to, quote, don't be evil, unquote? Which is their, which is Google's slogan. Which is also a terribly odd slogan to have. It like, is. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Larry and Sergey no longer run Google. True. Back in 2015, they stepped down and handed the reins to Sundar Pichai. We can definitely see the difference since then as Google search results become more and more manipulated by Google itself than by SEO experts. <laughs> Android phones are now always listening and forwarding data to ad providers like Facebook, and there's no way to turn this off. So what happened to Don't Be Evil is new management, which decided to let other big corporations pay to dictate their decisions. Terrible choice by Sergey and Larry to secede them. There's a very dark age for Google. But Larry and Sergey are happier as they work on Alphabet and all these other cutting-edge technology projects that no one's even aware of yet. Yeah, I mean, Google is so much more than just, you know, Google.com and G Suite and Gmail. They have... They've got how many, like tens, tens and tens and tens of um, portfolio companies that are all doing, you know, the most innovative stuff in AI, uh, robotics, drones, all that kind of stuff. They probably have their, their greasy little paws on uh, some crypto startups too, I would imagine. Absolutely. And it's very Google unfortunate ventures. that uh, at the helm, there's really no morality or promise to not be evil anymore yeah so. hmm. well i i've got a good tweet uh this is from one of my favorite accounts called wrecked capital r-e-k-t capital um he tweeted this a couple days ago uh he or she uh he says the previous bull market lasted 152 weeks in reference to the bitcoin bull market that's 1064 days Currently, we are only 20 weeks into the new bull market. 
and already Bitcoin reached $13,900. And altcoins haven't even started their new cycle yet. He just puts out a very, very good point that we're only 20 weeks into a new bull market and we already have people yelling, oh, you know, Bitcoin crashed from 14K down to 9K, it's dead, all that. It's just, it's so laughable because the last bull market was 152 weeks, 152 weeks of net up, uh, 1,064 days and right now only 20 weeks into this new bull market. So this just gives me hope, right? This just gives me um, a little bit of long-term perspective that, hey, be patient, wait it out. You know, it, things take time. 152 weeks, right? We're 20 weeks in. So I like that. And, and like he said, all coins haven't even started their new cycle yet. They're still kind of just flat as a, flat as a, a, a lake. Yeah. Well, all <laughs> coins are still kind of inching their way lower. Bitcoin's up over 3x this year. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think, think about that. What did it start? It started at 3K almost. 3K? Yeah, it was like in now the, it's mid, 9K. In the mid 3Ks. Or, well, now it's 10K. It's even over 3X. Yeah. That's nuts. That is nuts. <laughs> and we're just getting started. And we are just getting started. The halving's not even till next year. Exactly. The halving is May 2020. It's uh, predicted to be May 2020-ish around there. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely talk more about the halving for Bitcoin. We just saw the Litecoin halving. Which, you know, this is kind of off topic, but we might as well go into it since we're here. I just saw a article today that stated that since the Litecoin halving, which was maybe about a month ago, um, the hash rate on the network, which means the amount of miners on the network, um, that has dropped by 30% since the halving. That's pretty nuts. So I'm kind of curious if the same thing will happen to Bitcoin. Do you think so? No, I think Bitcoin's a much more in-demand asset. And it's only going to go up, especially with these new ASICs coming out. Right. They can do much more hashing to begin with. So I'm very surprised that the Litecoin hashing power has gone down. But I think that might be a result of the current market conditions because the price has also dropped about the same amount too. <laughs> it's getting much less profitable to mine because not only do, are the block rewards cut in half, but now the price is falling. So people are like, hey, I'm not even going to turn my miner on until the price of Litecoin goes back up because it... It needs to become more profitable. And it's not just Litecoin. Like, it's not us. And it's not. Oh, it's uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a question of profitability right now. It's a question of can you even cover your own costs? Right. Like, people. Were, well, that is a question on of every altcoin. We're mining at a loss for the past pretty much a year now. Last August is when I turned off all my mining equipment hmm. because it was no longer profitable. Hmm. Dang. Yeah. I never, I never had a miner. But I might get into it one of these days. I, I hear you got an in. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about the in later. Potentially. Uh, on, on one of these next episodes, we, uh, we have some exciting news for you. Uh, Crusaders of Crypt Nation all about mining. That's right. But some speaking goodies. of news, we're going to jump into that right now. We had some very interesting stuff happen this week. Yes. As always, guys, um, if you don't already know, every weekday... Uh, Pete's Mine and I do a little news broadcast called Today in Crypto. It's on Twitter. It's on our YouTube. It's on Facebook. If you don't follow our socials already, now's the time to do it. Now's the time. You could get live updates on everything happening in the market, all the hottest headlines. Um, so, yeah, let's jump in to the news. So we have a new scripting language, but yeah, so basically what this is doing is it's allowing smart contracts. So Ethereum has 
uh, Solidity, which is a smart contract, or it's a it's a, a Turing complete language, but it's a very got a very broad attack surface. So since it's such a um, since it's a programming language that's very versatile, uh, there's a lot of ways to put, poke holes in it and stuff. So Bitcoin's trying to have a very 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 tight and um, you know not not as flexible, but that's it's by design. It's trying to make it not so flexible, but it'll be able to have multi-sig functionality, uh, which there's st- Bitcoin still currently does have multi-sig, yes. but it's going to have a, a new way to code smart contracts with multi-sig um, and time locks. And they're already time locks. So we'll, we'll kind of be interesting to see how this goes um, and what changes. But I got a great quote from Rusty Russell, who is a lightning en- lightning network engineer. He goes, this will be one of those how the hell did we do it before this type technologies? Unsexy and vital. Um, so yeah, so this new scripting language is called Miniscript. Um, again, it reduces the complexity in the attack surface from something like Solidity and Ethereum. Um, and the two implementations are going to be C++ and Rust. Wow. So if you're a developer, check, this, uh, check out Miniscript. You know, it's funny because all these Bitcoin maximalists that have been hating on Ethereum forever have argued, you know, we could run smart contracts on Bitcoin if we really wanted to. And now they're putting their code where their mouth is and they're actually doing it. Yeah, this actually might be threatening to smart contract platforms because at the end of the day, would you rather have your smart contract uh, secured and validated by the Bitcoin network or by any other network, Cardano or Ethereum, whatever? Uh, Those are much more easier to attack. Yes. However, the scalability issue then comes right back into the forefront with Bitcoin. Right. But with Lightning Network, it's going to be infinitely scalable. Yeah. Can smart contracts work on Lightning? Yes. Wow. This is bad news for Ethereum and everyone else. Yes. Tell us about Postmates. Yeah, absolutely. So Postmates, uh, everybody knows one of my favorite personal apps. Um, You could download Postmates in order to uh, get food delivered to you. It's like Uber Eats or one of those things. But uh, they just integrated with Lolly so that everybody who is using Postmates could have the option to earn, instead of cash back, you could earn Bitcoin back. So that's what Lolly's really famous for. They're partnered with, um, how many how many partnerships do they have? About 700 now. 700 retail partners. Including Walmart, Sephora, others. Amazing, amazing. So yeah, so Postmates has over 2 million downloads in the last 30 days alone. So think about, uh, from a mass adoption type standpoint, um, you know what this really means for Bitcoin. Yeah. So the CEO, Alex Adelman, said, this is another step forward to the mainstream adoption of Bitcoin as Postmates is used daily by people across the U.S. One of Lolly's main objectives is to make Bitcoin a part of people's everyday lives. And our partnership with Postmates achieves this. Everybody eats, and now you don't have to feel guilty about when ordering in because you're stacking sats on each order. It's a pretty nice little quote. Another uh, interesting stat is 40% of Lolly's user base is brand new to crypto. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty amazing. Well done, uh, gentlemen. Well done, gentlemen. We're big fans of what Lolly is doing, so keep it up. And speaking of things that I love so much, we have a Chinese tether coming out. Peace, what's going on with that? So as we reported recently, uh, there's a lot of OTC activity in China, and it's all being, well, not all, but a lot of it is being transacted in tether. So yeah, there's like a bunch of uh, the ruble... And the which is from Russia and the yuan from China, they're going back and forth and hitting Hong Kong. And there's this big triangle, and it's kind of like this capital flight thing because China is devaluing their currency. So people are trying to get rid of their 
their won. So essentially, Tether is trying to like grease the wheels here and just make it easier for people to leave the Chinese currency. It kind of feels like, right? Potentially. So they were already using uh, USDT to do that. But now this is making it a lot easier for them to do Forex and also convert back and forth from USD to um, the yuan as well. Yeah. And potentially the ruble coming. Who knows? But this is on the backs of the Chinese Central Bank issuing their own cryptocurrency a couple weeks ago. And also um, Binance announcing their suite of stable coins coming up, too. Yes. So they're definitely trying to keep up with the Joneses. Um, but this is definitely great news for Chinese citizens because they're restricted to only $50,000 in Forex chain exchanges annually. Wow. That's all they're restricted to. So being able to use Tether to get around that is going to be uh, a big win for citizens trying to make some extra cash. Yeah, China's got just the strictest capital controls in, out of any country in the world. So it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see kind of the empowerment and the freedom that's going to come from uh, this CNHT token. Yeah, so keep your eye out for that on exchanges coming soon. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see who's who's the first person to list it. Binance? Doubt it. You doubt it. I doubt it. Huh? It'll be uh, interesting. Bitfinex, of Pro course. Yeah, Bitfinex. 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 What am I thinking? Right. Of? So yeah. the first story of the day is you know one of crypto's favorite CEOs of Overstock. Um, why is he one of our favorites? It's because Overstock Overstock started accepting Bitcoin. Uh, and other cryptos as payment on their platform. Overstock, for those of you who don't know, is like Amazon. Um, it's a huge platform. Huge platform. He's also the founder of Ravencoin, yes. which is a coin that you really like. It's, uh, it's mineable. Very mineable. Um, but, okay, so long story short, uh, <laughs> apparently there's this investigation into his relations with a woman mm -hmm. who turned out in 2016 to have admitted to being a Russian spy. And yeah. she's going to prison for 18 months. So... Patrick Byrne steps down as CEO because now shit just hit the fan today or something. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't want it to affect the share price of, you know, the public market traded share price of Overstock. So, I mean, what do we make of this? I don't, well, this is the, the most insane headline of all time. It is. And it, the most disturbing thing is Russian spy gets 18 months in jail. Are you shitting me? Why not like, death? Uh, right. I mean, I was pretty sure that was treason and, you know, it was a capital punishment and like you'd be executed. But um, apparently they gave her a lesser charge for her to plead guilty and then only 18 months in jail. So if that's not I mean, we already knew our justice system was an oxymoron, but this is unfucking real. It's where you could go to jail longer for selling marijuana. And there are people in prison oh, yeah. right I mean, now. Ross Ulbricht has two life sentences, two life sentences for having, for, for, for facilitating, uh, this big platform where people could do whatever they want. And some people happened to do bad things on it. Right. But it was him. That was he, just, he was a webmaster. He was a webmaster. He was a webmaster. So, so this is, this is some people, you know, in the deep state, maybe, trying to take down Bitcoin figures, um, you know, and, and slander them, essentially. This is insanity, for sure. So it's a very sad day for a great man. Patrick, we still salute you for being a visionary. Yes. And for living every man's James Bond fantasy of hooking up with a hot Russian spy. <laughs> so good job. Yeah. yeah. So let's jump into what really matters to all of us. The Bank of England. Yeah, so the Bank of England is the central bank for England, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Uh, and they have a lot of clout in the community. 
uh, the central banking community. Yeah, so there was a gathering of central bankers in today, and the Bank of England governor, Mark Carney, suggested that central banks work together to create their own cryptocurrency and use it as the new world reserve currency, replacing the U.S. dollar. A new reserve world currency. That is pretty intense. That's really intense because we thought Bitcoin was what had the chance to do it. And, of course, the powers that be don't want to lose any power. And there's also now Libra, which is going to be competing with this yes. and Bitcoin. So now there's looks like there's three contenders on the and, scene. And Binance's Venus Project. So now everyone, and the Venus Project. everyone's having the same idea, and it's going to be this huge race to see who actually gets it. So Carney says, The dollar's domineering place in world trade and the global financial system creates problems for policymakers outside the U.S. in managing inflation and safeguarding financial stability. Well, no shit. That's literally <laughs> what we've been trying to do the entire time with the IMF and World Bank is keeping the entire world subservient to the U.S. and U.S. dollar and their foreign policies so we can have nice, fair laws here in the U.S. while exploiting other people. Yeah. So <laughs> if that's coming to an end, that's really a good thing. For humanity, probably not us. Well, that's definitely going to be an unfolding story. I'm sure we're going to get a lot more info on that here yeah. in the near future. All right, so that does it for this installment of The Weekly Fire. One last quick reminder, guys. If you haven't downloaded the BRD app, I highly encourage you to do so. Not only is it just the easiest and best way to store and manage your cryptocurrencies, but if you do download this app before September 1st, uh, they're doing a one Bitcoin giveaway. So go ahead, download the app. Uh, you'll be prompted with a golden ticket. Go ahead, follow that prompt, and you're entered for a chance to win. We will see you guys on Monday. Monday.